Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? You are listening to the world-famous, award-winning, behind-the-baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Also known to some of you as the Korean John Cusack, also known as the Wash Lord. What's good, y'all? It is Thursday, coming to you live from the 415 San Francisco. Woke up early this morning, decided to give y'all a little something today, you know, getting that extra rest, you know, being away from my fam, but uh, I'm going back to see him today. But, you know, um, wanted to give you a nice little bonus. You know what I'm saying? Such a nice little morning. Have my little fucking, uh, my salted caramel cold brew coffee. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm about to get on the mic and pod. And uh, that means professional podcasting, always. Museum quality podcasting, a Dust Brothers production. You already know what the fucking deal is. Okay, this is episode 230, guys. Um, Shit's pretty wild. That last episode definitely uh, rung some bells. We got some major action. You know, now that we're down to one a week, right? Not doing two a week. So, um... It gives more time for you guys to marinate with an episode, but also um, it's harder to chart, you know what I mean? Because when I keep more episodes out there, uh, I get more consistent with, with, you know, with the charts. But I shouldn't think about the charts so much. I should think more about what the fuck the people want to hear and what I want to say and just me being naturally myself, okay? But it's nothing new for me. We've been charting. In fact, since we pretty much started, we've never fallen off the charts. But I won't lie to you, um, with one a week, even if we go hard, if we don't, it just, you know, I can't control it. it. It's up to you guys. The more, you know, the more you guys download, the more you guys subscribe, the better the show gets. I promise you guys, you know. But um, that last episode, it brought out all of the entire BTB army. It's crazy because people who I never thought would listen to my show, listen to it. And I, and I say this here and there, but people tell me, like, even like my boy Dominic, the shoe surgeon, He's like, oh, I'll listen to your episode. Um, He made me these crazy custom uh, Travis Scott low Jordans. And I was like, you know, that insp- inspired like upside down check thing. And he's like, I-, I guess you don't want these anymore. I'm like, fuck, man. You know, I don't know, bro. Like, you know, it's just this design. I don't know. It's, it's just a weird thing. Right. But uh, Marcus Spears, a.k.a. Swagoo from ESPN, he's listening to the show. Even my new friend, um, Aaliyah, she listened to the show and she's like, oh, it's cool. And, you know, I don't know, man, just people left and right, they listen to it. I just, I'm actually surprised. And I shouldn't be surprised because a lot of people do listen to it and we have a big um, uh, listenership. But speaking of Swagoo, shout out to my dogs, um, Swagoo, my boy, Big Perk. And I got to give a big happy birthday shout out to my man, Kendrick Perkins. It's his birthday yesterday. Um, they got their own ESPN podcast now. Plus, they're all over ESPN. They're on BSPN all day long from NFL Live to fucking um, Get Up to fucking, um, what the fuck? Why am I fucking drawing? First take with Stephen A. But uh, yeah, they started their own podcast, guys. It's called Swagoo and Perk. Make sure you go and subscribe. This is not an ad. I'm telling y'all, genuinely, I fuck with this show. They are on episode three, and they started off their latest episode just showing love to the Korean Liam Neeson. Yes, that would be me. Big fucking shout out to Swagoo and Kendrick Um, uh, Perkins, big perk. But guys, look, real quick. Before we get started into this show, I got to talk about the captain's picks, okay? Look at that. Miles is already throwing a little music under this, you know what I'm saying? It feels a little different, right? Okay? So let's talk about captain's picks because you're missing out on making some money, all right? It is such an exciting time of the year to bet and wager on sports right now. 
This is no cap. I'm being serious with you guys right now. NFL, NBA, NCAA football, and NCAA basketball. NHL, soccer, live betting, guys, okay? All can be done at captainpicks.com. This company has myself as a partner and a captain along with the Dust Brothers and Michael Rappaport. So you know how we get down the podcast every damn day in these streets. We've even brought in new captains to man new sports and live betting bonanzas. We view this as investing over gambling, right? And we got packages. Get yourself a monthly package in single or multiple sports. Nobody has lower rates in the betting game. Nobody. We are about to revolutionize how betting picks are done, made, sold, everything across the board. Do yourself a favor. Go to CaptainPicks.com. Okay? That's CaptainPicks.com. Thank me later. So, yeah, man. You already know. I, I, <laughs> that was probably the most I've ever been DM'd and emailed in regarding to that last episode, right? You know, I went heavy with that Willie Hutch. And some of the, the I Am Rapport listeners, you know, they probably thought I couldn't have been able, they didn't think I could pull it off, right? But I knew one thing. I said I had to do what needed to be said and done, right? And people that know Travis, they heard the shit. I don't know if he heard it, but I guarantee motherfuckers told him. Cause, you know, and it's just so fucking stupid. I get these dumbass fucking people say, hey man, you just trying to take a black man. I don't give a fuck what color he was. You know what I mean? And now, you know what? There's a video pushing a hero narrative. Like, oh, he, how come they're up showing this? He's a nice guy. He's trying to, trying to save lives. It's this fucking bullshit video of Travis telling some of his fans to stop and help a person out and like uh, fake promoting being safe. Like, no, that ain't his fucking brand. I'm gonna keep it real, straight up, okay? And then the conspiracy theorists are out there like, oh, why is the media not showing this side, right, of him being good? Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, eight people fucking died and now nine-year-old is, is is fighting for his life in the hospital, and two are officially brain dead, with hundreds still in the hospital, like really doing bad. Do you have any idea? That shit happened on Friday. Motherfucker, it's almost been a week. Do you have any idea how long? You get dished. They ain't got time for no bullshit. Like you have some little fucking penny ante fucking little bullshit injuries. Your ass ain't even staying there for a day if you ain't that fucked up. I've been sick as fuck and been in the hospital two or three days and almost died. It was sick as shit, right? There's people in there right now, four, five, six days, and there's lawsuits up the ass. You know what? One of the reasons why people ain't fucking pushing, they can put, show that video everywhere. I hope everyone shows that video, and they have shown it. Every major site still has. People are just, oh, why are they pushing this? The media, what the fuck? Fuck the media. The media ain't bigger than Instagram and social media anymore. It's not, period. We control that on the social. Social media controls the fucking regular media. Sorry to tell you guys that. But it's the truth, okay? So people tripping on that need to get their heads out of their asses. Do you realize that he has been promoting violence and beating up people and doing other shit? And they're like, yo, uh, they're not showing this side. They're just trying to take another black man down. Like, no. You know, did you not see the police chief and fire department had de de declared the show a disaster? 
and an emergency. So that video is fucking irrelevant. Him telling them to get this fan out the way, that's cool. Guess what? You didn't stop the show, dog. Oh, you didn't know you just, get fuck out of here. You still went to an after party and t- you're trying to tell me with your entourage of 20 people, no one knew and motherfuckers is telling people you didn't do, what'd you think the ambulances was doing in there? Just chilling? People was just passing out because they were just dehydrated and what did you, come on, man. You went 40 minutes after the motherfucking cops is telling people, yo, motherfuckers is dying here, period. People told somebody, ain't no way, no, and you know what? Let's just say that's the truth. You a stupid motherfucker, bro. If you didn't fuck you, I'm not trying to hear no shit. I don't give a fuck. Prince, I'm gonna say this right now. Prince and Michael Jackson are probably the most dedicated, focused artists of you know the last hundred years, to where they're probably not paying attention to anything else except their set. Please motherfucking believe they see ambulances inside their fucking audience. They'll be like, what the fuck is going on, man? You know? That's when you stop, right? And then people are like, yo, but how come the police couldn't stop the show? Something sounds fishy, huh? Why didn't they stop the show then? (laughs) From official reports from the police chief, one, they were heavily fucking understaffed and they're trying to at least get all the fucking people that were hurt and sick help, okay? Two, they demanded that the show be shut down. But only two people had the authority to actually do so legally and neither of those two could be found. Okay? For damn sure though, but for damn sure Travis could have shut the show down without any repercussions. Meaning he could have just stopped the mic, stopped everything and be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Boom. And you think that the fucking promoters and the people from Live Nation would have busted it? Fuck that. People died. All bets are off. If he, if Travis actually cared, he would have paid attention. You know, listened up, not had selective listening. And look, people have got hurt at other shows, okay? It is so fucking rare for that many people to die, for that many people to suffer those levels of injuries, okay? People have passed out of Michael Jackson concerts. I keep hearing that. Yes, none of those people died, okay? Big fucking difference. and have brain damage, you know, suffering all kinds of other injuries, trauma, fucking on ventilators, fighting for the life, can't breathe, having their bones crushed, Okay, we're talking about loss of life. And look, had this been an Asian artist that did this shit and was promoting that fuck shit, that riot, fuck authority, this rage and fucking let's beat people up. Oh, and if the fucking the performer was an Asian singer or rapper talking about, oh, who stole my shoes and have his fucking fans beat somebody up like Travis did. You know what I'm saying? Beat people up. And I say some crazy ass shit. Trust me. I would have went a hundred times harder. I would have went a thousand times harder. And be like, no, what the fuck? I I mean, I would have actually made some, I would have went on every single possible platform that I own. Okay. But color doesn't fucking matter. Whether you green, brown, purple, I don't give a fuck. If you did fuckboy shit, you getting called out. And what's fucking funny is I made a comment about something on Dale Hewley's page, but it's so funny. When Dio Hewley, who's a friend of mine, posted a black couple getting harassed and getting shit on by a fucking Chinese worker at a Chinese restaurant. What did I do? I went in and spoke the truth. And guess what? The Asian community went in a fucking uproar and went against me. How are you going to go against your own people? No, fuck that. I go against what's wrong. How about that? Okay? So I'm not the one you want to play with, especially with the race card. (sighs) 
anyways, damn. Sitting here trying to be all good and shit, you know what I'm saying? Having a good day looking at this beautiful view. But yeah, from what I've read, the insurance coverage that Live Nation had was like capped at 27 million. They had these like waivers that were like bullshit that they try to like make, you know, if you bought a ticket, you signed automatically this waiver. But because the language wasn't like clear enough, like that ain't gonna really help them, okay? You know, the legal consultants out there who are out there, those people who are fucking so stupid. I can't believe some of these people are coming at me. And they actually are either paralegals or whatever. Maybe, I don't know if they passed the bar and they think like, oh, this is gonna be okay. He's gonna, Travis is gonna be okay. No, no, he's not. And I'm not wishing upon it. It's just what needs to happen and what's, what's right. But these legal consultants and lawyers are estimating that this is going to be like probably a mid nine figure range total loss in lawsuits. So that $27 million ain't going to cover it. If it shit's fucking three to $500 million, it's definitely not going to cut it. Motherfuckers is going to be in some shit. Now, once again, my legit deep, my deepest, my deepest condolences go out to the families. Those who've lost somebody, those who've had people who've injured and suffered, okay? The money from the settlements will not bring those lives back, okay? And we shall see what happens, what, you know, from all this, what unravels from everything and what the end outcome will be. And cancel culture sucks. I've said it so many fucking times. I hate that shit. But sometimes there are repercussions and there are motherfucking penalties and there are motherfucking, you know, there are consequences for doing dumbass shit. So if we ain't going to call it cancel culture, we call it this is what happens. You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes, Right? There should be a fucking cooling off period for people who do dumbass shit. Is that a more, you know, suitable word for you guys? Because I don't like to cancel culture shit. But you know what? If you fucking do some stupid ass shit, you know, and you fuck, if you kill somebody or whatever. And I know he didn't directly just murder someone. I'm just saying, though, in general, if someone rapes somebody, right? They say, oh, I don't like cancel culture. That's not cancel culture, motherfucker. That's somebody getting their fucking due, Right? That's what that's so that's called justice. Someone getting fucking jail time, someone losing their shit. Yes. Now, can they come back from there? There has to be a certain punishment. And I get it. Okay. You know, that, that it's not my, you know, my call. But a motherfucker can't just forget about this in two years. That this is some whole other shit. Again, more shit to come, more injuries or whatever. But anyways, look, fuck Travis. It's funny, right? His ex-manager came out to expose him. And, you know, I'm sure he waited late in the cut, whatever. But he's legit. He's like, yo, he basically broke it down. He's like, yo, Travis is a piece of shit. He left me for dead. His manager had a seizure and almost died. And, and this is something I heard from way back, you know what I'm saying? Because I've known Travis a long time. And his manager had a seizure. was literally almost died. And Travis just stood there. Didn't do shit. Didn't call for help. Didn't do anything. Literally almost watched his manager die. And this is a dude who lied for Travis. You know, did fake views. Did fake fucking shit so he can get a deal. All this stuff. I don't know. Look, let's, let's pivot to something else. Anyways, look. Um, I'm in San Francisco. I'm out here for my strain. That's what mostly my business is out here. So obviously cannabis. When I'm in the Bay, I got my new... Two new strains that are dropping real soon. 
Okay. We got box fan Benny, which I'll break that down another time. It's really funny. We got Kelly Green 47. You already know a lot of my weed strains are, are you know, um, based upon Jonas because LRG was such a big part of my life. And, and um, it was good times when I was smoking with them. Um, but yeah, those two strains are dropping real soon. Make sure you check your local cookies dispensary for your the latest. Ben Ball did the strain. Um, and you know, my cat dick and my Jonas B is still here. If you are a homie of mine and I, for some reason I just can't get a hold of you or we haven't talked, whatever, yo, your boy done got a pee. All right. I got a little elbow right now of, uh, I got a half pee of cat dick and a half pee of Jonas B. Hit me up. Let's smoke some. Let's roll something. You know what I'm saying? My K-Town OG strain though is coming soon too. So people have been asking for that 100% real OG Kush Indica strain and it's coming. All right. I had to fly up to the Bay to get this BBDTS content shot and uh, to check out the new harvest, you know, all the crops. I had to check out everything that's going on and everything's good. Shout out to my boy Dave. Shout out to my boy Hoel, a.k.a. Joel, motherfucker. It's Arch. Man, I don't know what I would do without him. But um, while I was here in San Francisco, I did some shopping. And um, contrary to other people's beliefs and thoughts, right? You know, yes, I do get cars and I, you know, I used to buy watches and stuff, everything. But like in the last few years, I rarely shop for myself. And when I mean rare, it's like few years, you know, and for some other people, okay, cool. Look, I'm not some other people. I make a, a decent living. You know what I mean? I work hard. I, you know, I, I, you know, but a lot of things get sent to me as gifts. And yeah, they, you know, there'll be the latest SB dunks. There'll be some cool shit here and there. And, you know, um, people forget that, you know what I'm saying? I got Riff Los Angeles. My, you know, my people, uh, Jeff and Ed over there, they take care of me. And it's all love. But it's not always shit that I chose or that, you know, that actually was like, oh, I want to get this. Can you send it? I mean, it's not always. Some people just send shit. Adidas sends things, whatever. It's not things that I just immediately, on my first choice, you know, asked to wear a rock, you know. So it just felt good to be in San Francisco, in Union Square, where the shopping is way better than Beverly Hills. I mean that. And it felt good to pull up to these shops and buy some designer shit. Another thing too is, you know, walking into Chanel and the sales, you know, ladies there, they're like, yo, I'm a big fan of yours and your family. It's, you know, it's, it's nice to hear sometimes, you know, especially from these higher end stores, right? Walking these spots, you know what I'm saying? Pulled into Neiman's Marcus, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, pulled into Balenciaga, you know, pulled up to Bottega Veneta, got to walk down, you know what I'm saying, uh, Maiden Lane, and, and walk through some of my, my favorite alley, right? And I copped a few things. You know, if shit was in my size, I would have probably dropped, you know, <sighs> over 10 bands, which is crazy. Now, of course, while I was at Neiman's, you already know, right? I had to hit my all-time favorite, okay? Of course, you know, of course, every two, three weeks, I hit the rotunda, you know what I'm saying? And it's just... They're back open seven days a week now, you know? So I got in that bitch early. 11 a.m., the motherfucking doors were closed. They had to open that bitch. I was the first customer in that motherfucker, right? Had to get that chicken consomme, you know, and that chicken consomme hits so different when it's not even 12 p.m. And it's like the first fresh, you know, little broth right there, that popover with the strawberry butter. Of course, I got the crab melt. I do need to start eating my regular other shit and everything else. You know, if my wife was there, I would have got the caviar plate with the Bellinis and the motherfucking, you know, and the champagne and all that shit and did Beluga, the, all the whole Russian swag, you know. But, um, oh, shit. Yo. I actually did the unthinkable. I fucked around and went to the Ugg store 
and I caught myself my first pair of Uggs. Don't don't know what compelled me. I don't know. One of my fans sent me some Red Wings with a little softy like fur inside and the wash. The motherfuckers is comfortable. But yes, your boy, the wash lord, Korean John Cusack, cop some Ugg boots. Your boy, John Cusack, has Ugg boots. And this is funny because I was like, yo, man, you know, you always see girls wearing them, right? It's always girls that were wearing them. Boom, people always talk shit here and there. They're wearing the fake Uggs. Some people are weird, real. But I'm saying Uggs are fly. Like my wife has had like five pairs, okay? But what's funny is, this is a fun fact about Uggs. I just found out. Uggs were originally made for men. They were not made for women. They were originally made for men. And that's what they started out as. It was a men's brand, not for women. So technically, they started out as a men's brand and then made women shit. The shit blew up on the women's side. Every fucking girl has had fucking Uggs. They're comfy as fuck. Yeah, they're about $175. The shits are fucking legit. My boy Homicide calls them softies, but I don't care. They feel like you are walking on some fresh. Um, <laughs> they feel like you're walking on some fresh pandasol. Now, that's very soft, warm bread if you're not Filipino. Okay. But uh, also while I was in the Bay, you know, I hit Mastro's for the first time, which is crazy. Okay. Because Mastro's opened in December 2019. So it's barely, not even two years old but it was closed for 10 months. So they've only been open really for like a year. And let me say this from someone who's been to 10 different Mastro's, that shit don't hit the same as Beverly Hills. Definitely don't hit the same as Ocean Club, Mastro's, Crystal Cove. And it definitely don't hit the same as Vegas. Look, more importantly, that shit was low-key hood. Like I've never seen so many trappers Random ass folks wearing motherfucking chrome hearts, hats, and shit. I was just like, yo, bro, where the fuck am I? Right? Like, none of these motherfuckers have been there. I, would I ever even seen these people in 2004, even 2010? You know what I'm saying? Me and Jonas was up in there, you know, getting our motherfucking double, uh, you know, bone and ribeye. But, uh, you know, I had the Wagyu tomahawk and all that. But, yo, the butter cake is truly undefeated. There's nothing you can say about it. It's just, it's undefeated. It is a, it is a goat dessert, period. The extra raspberry sauce, if you're, you know, that gully, but it is just so fucking good. So I will say that butter cake was definitely on point, you know, but just kind of disappointed in, in, you know, in um the, the consumers or the patrons that were eating there. But uh, also yesterday uh, morning, I sat down with Billy Marcus, the founder of Dogecoin, who um, our episode with Billy happens to actually be either top five or top 10, 100%, I think it's top five. And, uh, you know, he's the founder of Dogecoin. This guy's a brilliant motherfucker. Billy's a really nice guy, super dope dude. We sat down, had coffee, you know, um, chilled, you know, the whole nine, caught up on things, talked about, you know, obviously crypto, and he puts me up on on game with all the shit coins, and all the stuff that's bullshit and the trends and how things are going. And I'm going to have Billy back on the show. I think early next month, mid next month, I'm going to have him back on the show to give you guys an update of what's going on with the in the crypto space and um, just break down everything like A to Z again. Not necessarily all Doge, but everything in general, you know, because really knowledgeable with that stuff. Super knowledgeable, very smart dude. And what's crazy is yesterday morning, Bitcoin hit ATH, right? All-time high. Hit $69,000. I woke up early, saw my man Pomp's fucking tweet. And then like all this other crypto went up. Ethereum, everything went up. And then 
like literally several hours later, literally not even an hour probably after me and Billy like broke off from each other, crypto just tanks. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And Billy messages me. He's like, yo, China's um, Evergrande, or is it pronounced Evergrande, whatever, I don't know. I guess Evergrande defaulted on all their loans. So them defaulting really made crypto take a fucking bath. That shit took a shit, okay? But to be honest, if you really think about it, the big three crypto is still up. So this is just a slight little hiccup. You know, it's not really a big deal. And the crazy part about all this shit is every time China fucks up and crypto gets like, you know, takes a little thing, we bounce back, it's no big deal. And if you, you got your money in Bitcoin and Ethereum, you're solid, okay? Ethereum is the most legitimate. It There's no crypto that has more utility than Ethereum, you know? But Billy is a solid fucking dude. Just, just I'm so happy for, you know, he seemed happy and cool, you know? See, he actually told me he was stressed out, but he looked good, you know? Um, Elon Musk just started following him on Twitter recently. And um, most people would lose their minds. Because I remember like one time, this guy's, oh my God, oh my fucking my God, Elon Musk, follow me. And then he tweeted back, goes, yo, sorry, I, I followed you by accident. And then I followed him. It was like fucking hilarious. And maybe sometimes he does that shit to fuck around. But you know what, Billy, he's like, you know, he's just chilling. He's super cool. Like he's the Fonz. Wasn't even like, you know, phased by it, right? And he was telling me like Elon messages him every some so often from time to time. Elon hit him up. He said, yo, can I call you? You know, and, and like he gave Billy a number to fucking call. And Billy never called. So that Elon called him and they want to talk about Doge. And, um, you know, the cool thing about Elon is he really wants Doge to like, you know what I'm saying, do its thing. So, you know, one thing about Elon Musk is, okay, some of you guys don't get that. Yes, he's rich as fuck, okay? And yeah, yeah he just cashed out 1.1 billion dollars of Tesla stock yesterday. Cool, okay. But understand this, besides knowing the fucking rectangular route of 780, like, the motherfucker is actually pretty witty and got more street smarts than you think, and he's got way more common sense than any other billionaire I could think of, right? So he could hold his own. So stop with all the cap, like motherfuckers ain't scamming him or, you know, making, getting him, you know, and trying to get the some goofy shit or trolling, whatever. That dude is, is sharp, man. But anyways, I'm going to get some questions ready for Billy. So, uh, you know, those of you who still don't get what's really going on with the crypto space, it's not too late. You can still jump in. Even with NFTs, right? I'm going to ask him, you know, he's going to break it down. He's released his, his set of NFTs and stuff. And speaking of NFTs, my official, official, for real, for real NFTs will be dropping this month. Finally got the confirmation. Wanted to make sure everything was A1. It is looking like the week of November 22nd. It is going to be fucking awesome. Cannot wait to show you guys what these look like. They're fucking dope. And guys... With that, look, we're going to take a quick break. Um, mouth is getting a little dry, you know what I'm saying? A little commercial break, pay some bills. Miles, you are always on point, dog. I hear that at Lakey Inspired, like, you know, I know about to pay some bills, do some ads and all that. All right, y'all, we'll be right back, y'all. The secret of creative testing is this. No one knows what they're doing. From CMOs to marketing managers, everyone is making it up. Make your life a whole lot easier and finally know that you know with Marpipe. Marpipe is a new testing platform for Facebook ads that lets you do creative testing better. The average Marpipe customer reports that their ad performance doubles in less than 30 days. 
I did some tests with some of my baseball cards and the results were off the charts. This is not some shady offer you're gonna find in your spam folder. Marpipe is an Adobe-backed ad tech platform that is remaking the digital creative industry. It's deceptively simple. Just upload your assets and Marpipe will create hundreds of ad variants and seamlessly launch them with one click. Marpipe works with companies that are spending tens of thousands of, on Facebook and brands as large as Mars, Tubi, and Quip. And Business Insider Magazine calls Marpipe the money ball of ad creative. If you're spending over $25,000 a month on Facebook advertising, you need Marpipe today. Book a free demo at marpipe.com slash baller right now and get a free $2,000 credit, but only until December 31st. Sign up for your free demo and get a free $2,000 credit at marpipe.com slash baller. That's now through the end of the year. Marpipe.com slash baller. M-A-R-P-I-P-E dot com slash baller. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. An average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or even real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day to day. All of that just for $99 a month. Month to month, no hidden fees. You can cancel at any time. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash baller right now now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash baller. Spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash baller. I want to talk for a minute about things that have fundamentally changed the way we live. There are the disruptors, things like smartphones, streaming services, any distractions that you could think of. Another one I heard of recently is a company called Ladder, who basically took the life insurance industry, flipped it upside down, and shook out the inefficiencies. Before Ladder, if you wanted to get life insurance, you had to drive across town, sit through a sales pitch, fill out a ton of paperwork, and then wait six to eight weeks to find out if you've been approved. You'd also receive a zillion phone calls from agents trying to bundle your life insurance with things like car insurance. Now with Ladder, you can get fast, affordable term life insurance without even leaving your house. 
It's 100% digital when you apply for $3 million or less in coverage. No doctors, no needles, no paperwork. So if you're in between the ages of 20 to 60 and you need coverage and you want to team up with a company that's redeeming life insurance, then choose Ladder. They make things safe and easy for something that you hardly think about but definitely need. Go to ladderlife.com slash baller today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash baller. Ladderlife.com slash baller. Uh, yeah, by the way, guys, I'm thankful to be back in the top 10 on the charts. Um, but I mean, guys, look, understand, I give you guys a free show at least once a week. And I was giving you guys two free shows, two episodes a week for two years. Okay. And I really appreciate you all for listening. But know this, any advice I give you guys in anything, I would never steer you down a wrong path. Okay. Because everything that I'm telling y'all to do, it was something I would do myself. All right. I would never tell you guys to go down or open a door that wouldn't be a door that I wouldn't know. It's, it's shit that I would do, okay? Why the fuck I made that so complicated? But anyways, shout out to my boy Lucas and his partner and the broadcast boys. You know, these two dudes on TikTok, I always talk about them. They're fucking funny as shit. One of my favorite pages next to Hood Meals. And uh, I finally made it on their page of videos. Funny as shit. You should definitely check it out. They're always so thorough. And it's just that fucking, you know, just... um. <laughs> just to, you gotta watch it, man. It's fucking amazing. Uh, I think it's the um, it is the uh, Ben Baller Pod Instagram post for today. Just, you gotta watch that shit. But um, I was drinking boba. Uh, what day is today's Thursday? So yeah, day before last Tuesday. Just you know, in Union Square drinking boba, and I started to get a toothache. And I'm like right there where the, where Union Square, where like where the fucking ice rink is, ice skating rink. And, and so, like, you know, I'm like, fuck. So I hit my dentist up. He's the best. And uh, my dentist's name is Amir, Dr. Amir Wahab of Unforgettable Smile. I love everyone over there. My girl, Ani, I love them all. And uh, he's in Beverly Hills. And I'm like, yo, man, my tooth hurts. Like, I'm like I got a cavity, some shit. It's, and I'm not going to get into more, more details about cavities because I know a little too much that I need to know that some people might gross people out. And I want to encourage people to go to the dentist. You don't have to go to my dentist, but you should go to the dentist because I'm going to go see him today. I fly back in a little bit by the time this episode airs. You know what I'm saying? I should be back. And then, uh, uh, or I might go tomorrow. But check this out. You should go see your dentist at least two to three times a year. Okay? You should get an official checkup and a cleaning at least two to three times a year. All right? On top of brushing your teeth every day. The real way. And on top of drinking a lot more water. And that's something I am guilty of not doing. I need to drink more water. Okay? But if you do that, Two, three times a year and you brush your teeth, you should be good. Your oral health should be straight. You know, I've said this several times on here because your oral health is pretty much an overall look on your general health. It's a really good scale. You know, I'm not playing, but I'm being dead serious. So take care of your teeth. It's like no joke. You guys want to cop some Yeezys or some Jordans? You guys want to do all that shit, but you can't go see your dentist fucking two times a year? Come on, man. It's really important. Same goes for women, right? I see girls who really should see the doctor more often go see their OB and shit, right? And they'd rather go get a Louis bag. 
instead of go, you know, going to get a pap smear. That's real shit. I'm talking about some grown ass shit. You know, that ain't cute. Get your shit in order. Literally get your shit checked out. And I mean that literally. Okay. Now I got my man, Eli, you know, from Nightlife, Eli Webbe. Um, is it Webb? I don't fucking know what the fuck. I've known this motherfucker for over 10 years. Anyways, I got Eli on the podcast this Monday. He's a person of interest right now. A lot of haters, a lot of whatever, but he's got a lot. He's got a big story to tell. He has a tell-all book that is out there now. And I got some hate just from posting his shit that he's talking about coming on, you know, behind the baller. From stupid fucks who don't know him, but have seen slander from pages, like these fucking pro-women pages, like fucking like Diet Prada that, that ain't really like, really don't do their full research. And at the same time, these pages don't even know him either or his situation. So look, I'm going to have Eli on the show this Monday and I'm going to ask him the hard questions. Okay. I won't let him slide even fucking six inches with me. No pause. Like we're going to get it in. It's going to be a dope ass episode and I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. He's having, you know, even getting low. you know, I'm going to let him bring some cameras into the man cave, but you know, real quick, man, there's no way yesterday you turned anything, social media or anything without seeing, um, you know, or TV without seeing that little cocksucker Kyle Rittenhouse, right? And the trial was yesterday and I see red flags all over the place just from watching little things here and there. That whole case, that whole trial smells rotten to the fucking core. And one thing I noticed is while the trial was going on, like live trials going on, of all people, not someone in the audience, not a fucking, you know, one of the attorneys, the judge, the judge who's handling the case, the judge of the trial had his fucking phone go off. I think his iPhone went off. The actual phone went off during the goddamn trial, right? And when the fucking trial, you know what the worst part about that fucking phone going off was? The ringtone. He had a custom ringtone. It's a fucking judge, right? In Milwaukee. Um, the ringtone, I'm sorry, Wisconsin. The ringtone was God bless the USA. Not God bless America. God bless the USA, which is a song that Donald Trump used as his inauguration song in 2016. And he also used it for his campaign song for 2020. So you take that as much as you want to. I'm just saying shit smells wrong, right? This little bitch, Kyle Rittenhouse was crying so hard and not a single tear came out of his. He, you know, he's, that acting was actually not that great. He's been trained, he's been coached the way he was talking, right? And the thing that gets me is this. This is real shit. Had Kyle been black, first of all, he'd probably be dead. Motherfucking cops would have killed him, right? But has Kyle been black as a 17-year-old? If he was black and he crossed state lines with a gun and killed three people? Look, there wouldn't even, I mean, the trial would be just some secondary shit. It wouldn't even mean anything. He would be doing life in jail. He'd be doing the rest of his life in jail, and this trial wouldn't have meant shit. See, so I need to get the fuck out of here. Now, scary news. My friend Terrence J from uh, 106 and Park, you know, he's a big host, whatever. He got followed home a couple nights ago. All right, car pulled up to his crib. He was out, you know, partying somewhere in the club. And they pulled up to his crib in Sherwin Oaks, California, and they blocked him in. 
two of the four guys that were there, the four guys in the Jeep, you know, two dudes pulled out with guns, told him to get out of his Lambo truck, and Terrence was like, nah, fuck that, and he drove off, smashed off, right? Good for him. And then they shot his car. I don't know if they hit the car or whatever, but what's fucking insane is that they followed him because I know where he lives, right? And they they followed him and were busting shots still all the way to like, like he was like, kind of far, far away, man. You know what I'm saying? Like blocks and blocks. They followed his ass and then, you know, and uh, he was able to flag down a CHP officer, you know, gave them the whole story, brought down whatever. They followed him to his crib to make sure they weren't inside the house. And this shit in LA is getting really bad. This break and entry, robbery, following people, this shit is getting, it, it's, and the thing is, this is not being taken lightly by the police. So like, it's there, whatever. If your ass is getting caught with this type of shit, man, you are, you are, you are fucked. Okay. They're letting the petty shit go. If you steal some shoes here and there, whatever, cool. But if you're doing this type of shit, strong arm robbery with, with the gun and everything, look at, they're putting you guys, they're putting scumbags like this away with like running back numbers. Okay. Bo Jackson, motherfucker, you know, Marshawn Lynch type shit. And I ain't talking about black people or those people going in before people start taking this shit out of context. I'm talking about the numbers on the jerseys, okay? So all you dumb fucks who are doing crime, get ready to do 24 to 34 years and ruin your life over a fucking, I don't give a fuck how hungry you are, okay? There's another way to do it, right? And I ain't gonna sit here and promote fucking white collar crimes, all of the bullshit. But don't ruin your fucking life over a Rolex, over a fucking Louis bag. It just ain't worth it. And if you notice, I don't even shop in Beverly Hills anymore. Okay? I stopped shopping on the Melrose, you know, in the Fairfax district at least five years now. I haven't been fucking running on that. It's like just motherfuckers follow me. Listen to this real quick, okay? If thieves follow me home, and this comes back, and someone goes back to this podcast, please play this. Understand this. You follow me home on some shit, I always got something. One in the chamber ready to go, I'm fucking hurting somebody. Someone getting laid down off top, okay? My kids sleep at my house, young kids. I can't think, I don't even have the time to worry about their safety let alone me bringing home some shit just for, for no reason, just for the simple fact that I'm successful, okay? Like, nah, I ain't got time to worry about that type of shit. It's just one thing. Bang, bang, that's it. Don't come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, okay? I'm not letting a motherfucker come to my house and think that they'll come back later or someone, no. Nobody's coming back getting laid down and never getting that second chance to ever come to my house again. Same goes on the streets. You know, say people, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Boom. Stop that silly shit. You know, you never know. People are going to run to the wrong. It's just really getting ugly out here, man. I'm not saying I'm a tough guy. I'm just saying I've been in this position more times than I'd like to be. And I've always been prepared for the fuckery. All right. So I'm just glad my boy Terrence J was okay. Now, we're going to end the show on some sports talk real quick. My Seahawks didn't get a, uh, end up getting a, um, OBJ. And I think he's going to Green Bay, right? But um, I wish we got OBJ. You know what I'm saying? It'd been nice. But deep inside, I know, I know, you know, I know him, right? I know Odell. So it's like, he's never going to play 
WR3, right? He never even really played WR2, so there's no way he's going to play under DK. But DK is our main guy, right? I mean, Tyler is our main guy too, but it's like he's not going to play under DK just for what it is, whatever. So, you know, um, or Tyler. So, you know, we played Green Bay this week, actually. And we got uh, Deestrich back. We got Chris Carson back. And, of course, we got number three, Russell Wilson, is back. So I don't know if Geno gets any snaps this week. I don't really. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. But um, what's crazy is, you you know who might not be back? <laughs> Lying-ass Aaron fucking Rodgers. All right. He's clear. They say he's clear to play on the 14th. But that's the actual day that, you know what I'm saying, the game is. So he hasn't practiced all week. He didn't really, I don't think he practiced last week really, right? So I think Jordan Love may get the start, which, you know, I don't know. I mean, because why would you fucking, if someone don't play for a couple weeks, you know, they got COVID, you know, I don't know if that's really a good idea. So I don't know if Jordan Love starts, it's good for us, all right? But even if we do fucking face a starting Aaron Rodgers, he is not going to be a 100% Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? I'm excited to see what Russ does, right? I didn't speak on his immunization bullshit that Aaron said, that story, because fuck Aaron Rodgers. Who cares, right? I'm more mad about the Mac Jones situation with the, you know, with Brian Burns and that ankle twist shit. Now, that's some real pussy shit. That's some hoe shit. That's some straight up Travis Scott type bitch shit. Okay, so he deserves, Mac Jones deserves all the smoke that he's about to get. But look, I don't know exactly what the spread is right now. I'm sure Miles and fucking Jordan can tell you what it is. But look, I think Seahawks got a nice little chance. And I feel I feel good about us right now. You know, the, the NFL has ranked us as the 19th team in the league. You know what? There is a lot of teams that are under us. I still think we're better than that, especially the way that we played against the Titans and some of these teams are really doing well. But anyways, on to the NBA, uh, Lakers, yo, we suck. Okay, we pulled off a crazy overtime win last night against a very, very tough Miami team. But you know what? We can't survive without LeBron or even tread water until LeBron gets back. And that's sad for me to say that because you know why? Because Russell Westbrook is playing like a madman. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't I don't know. Like, I just I don't know who, who he is anymore, especially when you throw him balls at AD's head. And AD is so soft. It just is aggravating watching him play, you know. And on top of that, you don't think motherfuckers have figured him out? It's like they figured out Mahomes, okay? He's getting double teamed. And then the dude is throwing the ball away. And on top of that, AD is just like, like, I don't know what the fucking deal is, right? It's like, why does AD have the ball at the top of the key? Like, who the fuck do you think he, he no. Anthony Davis is playing with such low basketball IQ right now. It's just, I'm baffled. In fact, both of them are. Right. And these are two dudes that are fucking superior, like so talented, but the IQ is just off. Okay. I'm about to get a heart attack thinking about it again. Right. Watching these games, I'm getting these heart attacks. It feels like watching a Seahawks game. And I'm already got I already got that that stress from being a Seahawks fan. I don't need this shit. Right? Like, and by the way, we better beat the motherfucking Timberwolves. Okay. That's this Friday. What is that? Tomorrow night. Shit. I'm going to the game. Going to be there with my boy, Ken Jeong. Okay, Mr. Child from fucking The Hangover. We better win. Right? And I know Carl Anthony Towns is my boy, a.k.a. Cat. And, um, you know, I'm sure we going to, you know, shake hands and all that stuff. And uh, last night, Cat got so-called posterized. By Andrew Wiggins, you know, the Golden State Warriors. And you know what? The internet went crazy. Andrew Wiggins was trending number one. And it's like, what? Because he used to play for the T-Wolves? I'm just curious. Because he played for the T-Wolves? 
Like I watched that dunk four or five times. I give that dunk a six, maybe a six and a half at best out of 10. Like why the fuck are y'all gas and wigging so heavy? That's just that new generation cornball shit. Okay. Because he had 22 points in the first half. Who gives a fuck? That dunk was whatever. It was not directly on Cat. And it, they showed angles of it too. I don't get it. Like John Starks, when he dunked on Jordan, if social media was around then, he should have been trending for two days off that. But for that dunk to be trending number one, even Zach Levine, 360 dunk, 360, 360 dunk, right? With that steal from fucking Crusoe and that dime from Lonzo was way better. And it's crazy because you know what? You know who plays with fucking high basketball IQ? Lonzo. Just don't have the talent to match up. But what's crazy is AD got all the talent, don't have the basketball IQ. Now, speaking of the Chicago Bulls, I'm going to that game and sitting on the floor, different seats on the floor. And that's Monday, right? And I know we're going to get our ass kicked. But sidebar, I love Caruso, right? At one point, I called myself the Korean Alex Caruso. But let's get serious. He ain't no game changer. Okay, stop the cap, right? He ain't no big scorer, nothing like that. It's fun to watch here and there, whatever. Look, I'm tired of this shit. Players who deserve their propers and their flowers need to get them. But all this extra gas you guys are giving these players is just got to stop. Especially when gas is $5 a motherfucking gallon, you'll stop the cap. For real. Stop the Sunoco. Okay, stop the 91 octane when it's fucking 87. Anyways, look, guys, that's it. We're done. I really hope you guys have a great weekend. Um, got some big giveaways next episode. Uh, make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you tune in Monday. Um, BTB Army, I love you guys. No joke. I'm thinking about doing a really big thing around Black Friday. I'm thinking about giving away a trip to San Francisco. And uh, all you got to do is be in America. I might even add Canada. No, you know what? It, it's going to be limited to the 50 states in America fly you to San Francisco, you get to hang out with Ben Baller, right? I give you guys at least two or three months in advance to get ready so you can prep. If you have a job, whatever, you can let them know. Um, of course, all travel be paid for, you know, transportation, lodging, hotel, all that stuff, even food. Fuck that. Get to smoke if you smoke or how that's bound. You know, how does that sound? Get to kick it with Ben Baller in San Francisco. Does that sound good? All right. Well, stay tuned for that, guys. Look, at, we are out. This was just a little bonus episode. I didn't even mean to go this long, but you know, cool. Just gave you guys, you know, 50 minutes. Just something to hold you over until Monday. I love you guys. Yo, Lakey, what's good, my bro? All right, man. Lakey Lake, take us out of here, fam.